Welcome into another edition of the Scrimmage Play podcast brought to you by C&G Paving. I am Damon Dillman, joined by Bart Isley of Scrimmage Play, and we are now two weeks into this high school football season here in Central Virginia. Last Friday, I think one of the most exciting Friday nights, one of the most unpredictable Friday nights we've seen in a long time. We're going to get into that in length here throughout the next couple of minutes. Bart, let's start with some of your awards from this past weekend, week two of the high school football season. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. How's that sound? That sounds good, man. I mean, this guy's got to go right now. He made a defensive play and an offensive play back-to-back, but the offensive play is the one that gets it done, so we'll put him on the offensive side. Polo Hill from Charlottesville, man. Game-winning touchdown. I know some there's some Twitter refs that, that want to talk about whether he's down early or whether he's not. I don't care, man. The, the, the touchdown counted. They got off the field. They rolled out. The whole thing's over. Charlottesville needed that win. Huge victory for them. And and Polo made the pick just before it. I mean, just a tremendous effort uh, from a kid who has stuck with the program. And I think that's really what's important to note is that it's easy for a lot of people to quit over a 17-game losing streak. Polo Hill, you know, a a lot of these get Jaleo Adams Mallory. They, They won for guys that didn't get a chance to win. Uh, in the last couple of years, Caldwell Boyles, the, the quarterback. Now, I mean, like these guys have stuck with the program. And I said Jay Leon because he's one of those guys that was a clutch, huge player for him, just never really got a chance to win. I mean, I, I think it's just exciting to see. And, and Edison Duolo, another guy who's like keeps coming out. They keep plugging away, and they get a win against a program that many of us consider one of the one of the top programs in the state. Really, when it comes down to it, uh, historically, James Monroe, um, not a team that is used to losing at all, but definitely not used to losing on the road to a team that has lost 17 in a row. So, I, I mean, just how exciting for those kids out there. And, and Polo Hill, easy pick for, for the first offensive player of the week. And then you kind of move down the list, man. Jordan Smith, uh, 130 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, it, he hurts you in so many different ways. Um, and, and it's just so much fun to watch. He's just an electric player, no matter – what side of the ball he's on. And he does it in such an interesting way. He's not, you know, there's a lot of guys on that team that are, they're loud intense, uh, <laughs> kind of rallying type guys. Jordan Smith isn't that guy, man. He's, he's pretty quiet. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's fun to see a guy like that, have that kind of success just shows you can do it in so many different ways. And then Caden Morrow, three touchdowns for Western big time performance from him. Uh, he continues to, to fill into a role that was vacated by Austin Shiflett's graduation. And, and that's a big reason why Western is 2-0 is because Caden Morrow has stepped up in a big way. And then Shea, Shea Jeffers at Wayman Row. I, I don't think the numbers back this up. I got to be honest. <laughs> I kept stats at the game, but then I still cannot find my notebook from that game. I don't know if I lost <laughs> it in some of the confusion afterwards. So I'm not totally sure on the numbers here. But that guy made clutch catch after clutch catch. He kind of hilariously – Jumped up, got one, made a huge catch on like a fourth down to, you know, to convert it um, and get him into the red zone. And he jumped up and he sort of like didn't really spike it, but like it looked like a spike from behind, at least as the as far as the ref was concerned, knocked him back 15 yards. They came right back down and scored anyway. Uh, I mean, it, but Shea Jeffers kept drives alive. He stepped up and made big plays. He's clearly progressed beyond being a possession receiver. And that's a huge 
huge benefit for, for a William Monroe squad that needs to develop weapons. And now is also a one to no start against Spotswood. Um, so really exciting. A lot of guys making impacts in different ways on offense this week. Jumping over to the other side of the ball and uh, going back out to Louisa County to lead things off. Landon Wilson, obviously, with a big game in that win against Cortland. We're so used to seeing Landon as an offensive player. Of the yeah. Uh, but now, I, you know, I, I keep saying this about him. The guy takes it so personally when people say that he can't do something. And then he kind of goes out there and proves them. And I don't know anybody ever said that he couldn't play defense, but it's certainly not something we all thought like, oh, we should put, they should put Landon on that side of the ball, man. But there he is, two picks against Cortland. He's reading defenses just like he reads them on – he's reading offenses just like he reads defenses on offense. I mean, just – the guy's a football player. Um, and he just – he gets out there. He's going to get you wins. He's going to figure out how to do it. I don't know – what, what the total game plan is on him defensively because he's so valuable on offense that I can't imagine he's going to be there all the time. But he's making the most of the time over there, two picks against a Cortland team that that now has, I think, finished up their tour of the Jefferson District, and they're walking away 0-2 with Orange and Louisa losses. And, and Landon's a big reason why. I mean, just a tremendous performance. Troy Jones out of William Monroe, another guy who had a pick, sealed it against Spotswood. Um, it, he stepped up really – really made that play out on the boundary. I mean, it, it was so fun to watch women rose emotional roller coaster. Right. Uh, it, it, the whole night was just so wild. I mean, they started so high with the kick return for a touchdown to open it up and then Spotswood goes up and they, they came out in very similar fashion to the game right in the spring, right before women row got shut down uh, for COVID in the spring they had this situation. I can't remember the opponent, but the opponent came out and like had two plays or two drives of like 19 plays and like 15 plays and just kind of obliterated them going to that power attack. Spotswood did the same thing. A lot of trouble uh, for William Rowe and then Spotswood's up. And so I, I think it, it, it was amazing to see how they kind of picked it back up and rallied again. And Troy Jones's pick was a big part of that down the stretch. That was huge. And then, I mean, stab, stab the huge bounce back game from from the loss to Fork Union in the first in the first week, and it's Austin Williford uh, who's getting the job done. I mean, this is you know you know a guy that we're excited about from a basketball perspective certainly, but now he's making an impact on on football already. Two defensive touchdowns, one a pick six, the other a scoop and score. Uh, really, kind of breakout performance for him in just the second game. I mean, it makes sense that a guy with the connection with the UVA basketball program like him would be making those plays on the defensive side of the ball, right? Oh, definitely, man. Come on. I mean, <laughs> it, it just runs in the blood, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's how it, it's in the upbringing, I suppose. And then <laughs> obviously the most coveted of these awards brought to you by C&G Paving, the uh, road grader of the week, or in this instance, road graders of the week. And it's plural. Not only is it plural, but it's also Road graders going in the other direction. Some defensive players on that Albemarle D-line. Obviously a significant performance for them, especially in overtime. Yeah, they, they step up. We're going with the quartet that was on the field for the goal line stand. And, you know, whether these guys are edge guys or whether, whatever it is, they did enough in that situation. They didn't even have to really make the tackle because if you watch, the quarterback kind of slips and falls down. They don't really make the tackle. But the reason he does is because the entire defensive line influenced the whole play. I mean, you had on the edge, Kalen Bertram was not letting anybody outside him. That guy flew up, made a great play, and just and just kept it, forced it back to where his help was. And then you had my man Jameer Banks, the big guy, the space eater, 
who is fighting off two guys with both his hands. I mean, just he's blasting through. And if the if the quarterback for William Fleming doesn't doesn't slip, I feel like he's in a lot of trouble anyway because Jabir Banks <laughs> is breathing down his neck. And then Cora Mosby, not the biggest guy in the world, but maybe that's just because he's standing next to Jameer Banks all the time. <laughs> but Mosby came up and he was also like doing a great job of tracking and moving down the line. There was nowhere, nowhere to go. There just wasn't a hole. Uh, there wasn't an easy spot. You know, they were trying to kind of run this zone read and it just wasn't there. And then on the edge, Malachi Hicks, he kind of ended up cleaning it up on the backside. That guy is so fast on the edge. But those those four guys, easy pick for road graders of the week, really did a tremendous job of of influencing the play and playing their technique and working together as a team. And that's really what this, you know, the road grader war is about. It's about sacrificing for your team. And those guys did it the right way. All right. Before we turn our attention to week three coming up here, I think we want to we talked about this a little bit at the outset, but. You and I have both obviously been watching these football games in the area for a long time. And this past Friday night was just such a such an exciting night, such an unpredictable night between the emotional win at William Monroe, the overtime games at Albemarle and and uh, CHS, obviously. And it's just just a wild Friday night. And those are the kinds of nights that make it a lot of fun from our perspective, I think. Oh, that's my favorite night is where I'm standing at one game watching something super fun happen. And I'm also laughing at everything that's kind of happening on my phone and <laughs> just sort of joy for what's going on. I mean, like, I, again, like I, no shade at anybody, but like William Fleming is a state semifinalist for a reason. And Almar is the underdog in that situation. As good as Almar played in week one, as good as I think they could be, you know, they're the underdog. That is a big, big rock that they had to move in week two and they got it done i mean like again i just not i did not think that that was gonna that they were gonna be able to prevail man prove me wrong for sure i mean a tremendous performance from them uh it's so clear how much talent they have and how well they can play uh when they're all kind of locked in and working together and if you're gonna beat a program like william fleming that's a statement win not just here in central virginia but that's a statement win across the state I mean, that's really exciting. I mean, to send William Fleming to 0-2 is just nuts. Um, it, it, incredible for Almar. And, and by the way, their loss, their William Fleming's first loss is to Heritage, who we all know is a state powerhouse. <laughs> right. like, what a scheduling job that they did down there. <laughs> Jamar Loveless is really having to run the gauntlet. Um, but I think that it's exciting to see that happen. And then Charlottesville, man, again, like we talked about these guys, like they have really – kept with it they stuck with it they haven't had a lot of success and then to get it done against a, a program like James Monroe so exciting it does sound like the game was kind of wonky it just kind of kept stayed at like seven to seven for just forever um and, and just a lot of turnovers a lot of back and forth kind of a wonky game but like that's the kind of game a lot of times you need to end a slide like that so really exciting to see and and like you said William Monroe's emotion uh, with the passing of Joshua Johnson, first time that they were up there, um, his dad running out of the tunnel with his helmet, um, you know, the snow angel celebration, the memorials that were around the field, everything was just so special to see those guys not only go up, start fast, get excited, but like bounce back from it. I mean, that's just a roller coaster, just tremendous drama uh, up there at William Monroe. And then, you know, we didn't even get to it, but Orange County, man, going up right. in Culpepper, 2-0, 2 for the Hornets. And now they go in and they're going to play Charlottesville this week. I think it's everything's kind of dovetailing really nicely into this week. Yeah, that leads right into next week. And I was going to 
bring up that Orange County win at Culpeper because obviously they're now 2-0. You got that kind of momentum going into CHS, who's coming off that big emotional win last Friday night in overtime that we've talked about. Now these two teams are going to go head-to-head to start JD play, and this, this seems like it's going to be one of those instances where it's going to be a lot of fun just because of the way both teams are playing going into this one. I think it's exciting to see Charlottesville. Obviously, the, the the pressure for them is that you don't want last week to become an anomaly. You don't want it to be the, the one big blip. You, so you've got to start kind of picking up some momentum. Um, you've got to, and you've got to play against an, an orange team that's really explosive. Paul Poirier is really really challenging to contain. And orange, this is a chance to really like say like, look, yeah, I know we've been playing these teams that aren't from here, but we're a really good football team. This is a chance for a kind of breakout type game and for people to really understand that orange county is is a good football team this year and i think they are i mean i think they've got the right pieces they've got the right attitude they got the right chemistry going right now and i think that's exciting that should be a really fun matchup and, and a real big chance and opportunity for both teams obviously fluvanna and buckingham this one a new addition a late addition i guess to the schedule because of some circumstances earlier in the week but we haven't seen buckingham yet this year fluvanna Struggling a little bit out of the gate, a chance here to maybe get some momentum going. So this becomes an interesting one for a variety of reasons, too. I mean, come on, border rivalries. Well, man. that too, yeah. Maintain, I didn't even... Everyone should maintain border rivalries. You should be required to play any county that touches your county. And if you're connected by a bridge, even better, because this is the Battle of the Bridge. And so that's very exciting. I mean, like you go over that bridge, headed to Buckingham. You're, you're battling for Scottsville. You're battling for whatever you need to down there. You know, like whatever you need to put on the line, this is exciting. And it's two teams that need a win. Buckingham mainly because they've been waiting for what feels like 10 years to play football again. <laughs> um, so they're back and they're going to get a chance to play finally. I mean, this is a Buckingham team that was really, really good in 2019, advanced in the playoffs, ended up getting beat by East Rock, I think. I mean, this is a, a really good football program that has been successful for so long hasn't gotten a chance to play until this point this this late in september already i mean like we're 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 midway through september almost and buckingham still hasn't gotten on the field and gotten a chance to play so it's exciting for them from that perspective kudos to both athletic departments for putting it together that's awesome um and like i said anytime you're bringing restoring a county border rivalry i mean i don't think it should have gone away in the first place so it's very exciting to see and then, obviously, the beat goes on, so to speak, I guess, with those Louisa County Lions. They're going to go on the road to King George. And, obviously, the expectations – we know what the expectations are for Louisa. And then to go on the road for a test like this, we'll see how this one goes. We, we checked William Fleming's schedule earlier. We talked about that, that they schedule tough. Like, come yeah. Louisa's schedule's tough, too, man. Yeah. If you got Massaponics and you get a chance to take a week off because they're out for COVID or you can add a team and you're like, ah, oh, let's look around. Let's add the team that eliminated <laughs> us from the playoffs last year. I mean, like Louisa is not afraid of anybody. They continue to show that fearlessness on a regular basis. And you can bet these guys, when we had them, the Louisa guys that we had at the photo shoot uh, for preseason talking a lot about King George. And now they get a chance to like, just buy serendipity play them in week three like there's gonna be a lot of pent up it is will patrick's gonna have no problem getting his team up for this one and it should be a lot of fun i mean it, it's a rematch a playoff rematch two quality programs should be a lot of fun to see what what goes on there i think we got robbed of the louisa massaponics game a little bit but this is a really really good replacement because this should be a lot of fun 
Yeah, pretty good consolation prize, I would say. Definitely. All right. Before we wrap things up here, we want to thank the SP Podcast presenting sponsors, CNG Paving. If you want your paving or asphalt job done right the first time, you want CNG to knock it out. With 30 years of experience under owner Jeff Gray, the family-owned local business has been taking care of roads, parking lots, and driveways across Central Virginia for decades. With a five-star rating on Facebook, you know they're going to get it right. Give them a call at 540-456-6179 today for a free estimate. And with that, Bart, I think that wraps up week two of the Scrimmage Play podcast. That's awesome.